Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Property Voice podcast. My name is Richard Brown and as always, it's a pleasure to have you join me again on the show today. Now, one of my favourite songs from the 70s era is David Bowie's Changes, which seems to me at least to be about change and reinvention, something that Bowie is famous for and uh, seems to be a requirement usually for an enduring pop career, pop music career. So, How is change and longevity of pop stars such as Bowie, Madonna, and even more recently Lady Gaga relevant to us as property investors? Well, let's find out with Property Chatter. Okay, so let's get on with this week's featured topic with Property Chatter. Ch-ch-ch-changes, as Bowie sings in his song, suggests that uh, both he and his surroundings were going through something of a change around the time he wrote that song. And a record has it that his wife was pregnant with their first son, and of course the, the man was adopting different artistic directions with his musical career, or his music career, um, and predominantly with his alter ego Ziggy Stardust, for example. Now, I don't intend to elaborate too much on Bowie's musical and creative influences. However, I wanted to make a reference that we could anchor today's theme on, and that is of change. Now, change has been on my mind a lot, and it's, it's also prompted my uh, Motivation Monday quotation this week, uh, which is, everything changes, nothing remains without change. And that's a quotation from Buddha as I will refer to him in the ease of pronunciation, which is uh, somewhat easier for me to say than uh, the original name of the founder of Buddhism. Let's just leave it at that. So everything changes, nothing remains without change. And now this mantra is, is also, as it happens, the chosen words that my daughter has tattooed on her leg. It's, it's discreet and it's also written in the original language, I have to say. And so uh, it's something that she has embraced as well. Uh, And as a result, it's also very much close to home then, I guess you could say, this week. So what is this change thing all about then, you might be wondering? Well, we all go through and, uh, of course, face changes in our everyday lives, that's for sure. Um, Anyone who's lived anything of our life will have noted changes that will happen um, as as our own making and also things that happen to us. And, um, of course, I mentioned in my Motivation Monday piece that accepting and embracing change is a key to survival and growth, and I stand by this comment. And if we do not adapt and change, then basically we start to deteriorate and die instead. This is one of the reasons why I like to read and study so much. Uh, I like to stay current and up to date with what is going on around our property world, as this helps me to adapt and grow and stay current and fresh And uh, as I mentioned, not deteriorate and die. Okay, so this is all somewhat hypothetical right now. I know know, and appreciate that. So uh, to make it uh, a little bit more tangible, there's been some changes of late in my own property investing journey that I'd like to share, perhaps drawing some conclusions as a result of this uh, once we get through it. So what exactly has changed then? 
Well, you may recall from the first series of the Property Voice podcast me saying that I adopt a strong opinion as an investor rather than just as a, a landlord. And the difference being, simplistically speaking at least, whether we manage our own properties or not. Uh, investors will outsource and uh, landlords will manage, self-manage. So that's the, the simplistic distinction that I'd like to make in, for the purpose of this discussion anyway. Now, nothing really has changed my mind and my, my general approach and attitude in this respect. I value my time far too much to become a fully hands-on landlord for sure. However, what has changed is my, uh, my approach, if you like, to outsourcing per se. Until recently, I was pretty settled on using letting agents pretty much exclusively to manage my properties on my behalf, and then I in turn manage the agent instead. And this still makes sense to me until I reach a certain scale with my property portfolio. However, as my portfolio grows, I've been challenged to consider a different approach to using letting agents exclusively. Now, instead of blindly going with an agent, I have started to notice there's a a variation in standards and service across different agents. And more importantly, the impact this is having on my properties and indeed my tenants. Now, whilst I have some very good agents helping me to manage my portfolio, I also have some fairly indifferent ones and even downright bad ones, I have to admit. And this is starting to cause me some issues in managing my portfolio consistently and reliably. Now, right, right now, I can, I can just picture some of you, uh, you people out there that I've debated this, uh, this topic with, uh, rubbing their hands with glee at my admission that perhaps I'm changing stance here. But, but, however, before we do and get too excited, I am not totally shifting camp here, I can tell you. I am evolving my position instead based on my own changing environment. And, uh, and that's the point of today's episode. Uh, an evolution due to changing environment. However, now that my portfolio is of a certain size and composition, and in particular with the variety of letting types that I now have, it starts to make sense to consider an alternative approach. And so for this reason, I'm weighing up a two-stage migration approach, where I'll start to take greater responsibility for the direct management of some of my properties, and in particular, the HMOs, because I've moved from single lets to uh, HMOs, and I also have a holiday let. So I've got these different types of lettings that uh, need to be taken care of, and they all have different requirements. However, I'm not going to be the next HMO daddy, I can tell you that. So sorry, Jim, but uh, you seem to be far too hands-on and stressed out for my liking. So no, instead, I intend to migrate eventually to having my lettings managed in-house, but delegated, not outsourced, but also managed, not done by me as well. So some key distinctions there. I don't you know, intend to be fully hands-on. I intend to uh, have my own team and to manage them and to have it systemized and all that good stuff. So there we go. But um, as a stepping stone to getting to that uh, migrated in-house uh, solution from what is currently an outsource solution, as a stepping stone, I plan to use letting agents for the heavy lifting, as I like to call it, which is predominantly ten- finding tenants in the first place and doing all the reference checks and that kind of thing. Um, so I-, I shall still use them for that purpose. Um, I shall also use an external property manager on a time-based charge structure before the economics justify the two or more dedicated staff positions that I envisage will be required to fully manage the portfolio properly going forward. So this is the key really, a gradual migration or if you like an evolution as a result of how my portfolio has grown and changed. 
And this was my aha moment. It's a phrase I, I shared with you last week. I share it again this week. Aha moments are when we, you know, we perhaps, you know, consider something from a new perspective altogether. And uh, it came as a uh, as a result of a, a recent review of one of my problem properties, which uh, which unfortunately emerged in my in my portfolio. If I'm completely honest with you, however, the idea has been on my mind for some time longer as a general plan. But there's this um, there's this kind of leap of faith, if you like, that needs to be taken, and not least of which, you know, financially or economically, you know, to go fully insourced and have these two or more staff that I mentioned is quite a heavy fixed cost. So there's this, you know, there's a tipping point, I guess, that needs to be reached between, you know, outsourcing and then, you know, paying obviously fees to an outsourced agent, or alternatively having everything with a larger portfolio in house, but with a dedicated team. I guess the middle ground is we're doing a lot of it ourselves, but as I mentioned, that's not necessarily, you know, my my particular point here, I have to say. So what are the what are the general changes here we're talking about? Well, my portfolio and the agents who who manage them, or in other words, the environment, or indeed the ecosystem in which I operate has changed. Uh, on, on the one hand, and equally, the change in thinking resulting from some of my most recent experiences with some of these agents or if you prefer the quality and service inconsistencies that I've experienced, has come about at a similar point in time. So there's a there's a coming together, if you like, of what's going on in the environment, let's say my portfolio and what's going on in the wider you know, uh, property community, but also the direct experience of some of the service that I'm getting. So they've all come together at a similar point in time. So for me, as I mentioned, it's it's more of an evolution than a revolution in this regard, and it's a, it's a natural progression as my uh, portfolio has matured, and it makes more sense at this point in time, and also with my personal circumstances, than it may have done before. Uh, in time ahead, it will no doubt evolve further as I develop my own internal lettings agency, as a as I'm perhaps going to call it. So so that's one big change in my thinking. Um, had I not reached this conclusion now, then I suspect the future could have been difficult for me. Uh, for example, with issues arising with property maintenance going undetected, um, too many voids or, or too high tenant turnover, for example, may have an impact on the profitability and indeed, you know, the satisfaction of the, of the tenants that I would have in place. So left alone, these issues could have been quite significant and uh, indeed potentially damaging to the health of my portfolio. So going forward then, I imagine I will change again to have a more dedicated internal team, as I mentioned, a couple of stages here in in terms of the migration process. Uh, And this will have meant I will have moved from full outsourcing to a hybrid model and then fully in-source management of my portfolio over time. And I know some uh, landlords follow or investors follow a similar path and indeed have opened up their own external lettings agency in the future. I'm not sure if I plan to do that, but... uh, you know, it seems to be a natural progression for a lot of uh, larger portfolio landlords. But I do, however, believe that in my own case, each approach is uh, is right for each given stage in my portfolio's maturity, and crucially, my own personal, business, and lifestyle preferences, which um, you know is a key point which should not be overlooked or underestimated. So that's the lettings and management side of things. So what else has changed lately then? What else has uh, prompted this kind of uh, thought process that I'm having right now? Well, 
This idea of evolution and progress can be applied to both my property investing strategy decisions and also my working approach and style as well in terms of my property investing journey. In fact, these latter changes have been taking place gradually for some time now already. Let's start with the property strategy development. And um, in this regard, I'm a believer of mastering, mastering rather one or two things at a time, rather than taking on lots of different approaches simultaneously. Um, unless, of course, we can systemize and delegate some of these tasks, that is. To illustrate, while starting my property investing journey with refurbishments to either refinance or sell, I have since added additional strategies such as HMOs, holiday lets, as I mentioned, but also lease options of late, for example. And I have to admit that at times, I, <laughs> if I'm really honest with you, I did try and take on too many strategies at the same time and maybe spread myself a bit too thinly. But, uh, but now with greater experience, uh, I'm more pragmatic and I only add different strategies once the existing, existing ones rather are fully bedded in, working and understood. And I recommend this approach to the more haphazard, throw a lot of muck at the wall approach, let's say. Now, our strategy development is therefore also evolutionary. As we gain more experience and we learn our trade, we can then systemize and delegate or outsource and then perhaps consider another strategy to learn and then in turn apply. So on the other hand, something else that's changed is partnerships. So that was uh, the uh, strategy development, if you like. Now, partnerships, the way in which I work my property business, this has changed as well. And I used to be very much a solo investor, but more recently, partnerships seem to be the way to go. Now, I can see that uh, cutting a cake into two does not automatically mean accepting half of one. Instead, the cake can indeed grow bigger, leaving me with half of what has become greater than one instead. And that's pretty powerful. Now, I've always been a believer of leverage. However, I'm getting it more and more that true partnerships have a greater place to play and not just purely leveraging external service providers, which is the approach I have been adopting quite uh, for quite some time. So when, some pe when people have some real skin in the game, as I like, to, I like to call it, or others like to call it, we can achieve a result where one plus one is actually greater than two. And that's what I've been finding out of late. And this, this has, uh, again, been something of uh, an evolution in my thought process and approach. However, in this case, it could actually be more of a revolution instead, I think, in all honesty. And had I started with partnering in the first place, then I believe I could have grown even faster than I have done now. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. Uh, I've always had elements of partnership going on. It's just that more recently, these partnerships have taken on a greater balance of distinct roles and, if you like, an equity stake or an equity interest in the projects that I'm involved with. And maybe the right partners were not there before. Or maybe I was not the right partner before either. That's, a, that's perhaps a sobering thought. So as I kind of draw some conclusions here for, as a result of this discussion, of the three different uh, you know, changes that I've shared with you today, which are in the lettings and management area, the strategy development area, and you know, latterly the partnerships discussion, I would say that the first two are probably and should be more evolutionary in approach. However, it's the last one where it's more of a revolution and hence uh, a step change is, uh, is most pronounced and possibly the most overdue as well, I think. And I guess I managed to catch it just, just before it's too late and uh, possibly faced extinction at least. 
<laughs> so I don't want to face extinction like the uh, the dodo, as it uh, is often quoted. So there we have it. Some some real changes to my thoughts, if you like, and uh, I don't mind admitting that, and I'm, and I'm not too proud or stubborn to admit it. But it's also in the practical management and application of my portfolio where this has come about. And these do bear out what uh, what Buddha was saying, I believe. Nothing remains without change. And that's that's certainly true in our property investing journey, I would say, that nothing remains. In other words, we can't hang on to what we have unless we, we cope and manage the change that uh, that we will be facing. So returning to how we can use this and learn and grow then, we should constantly keep a check of our expectations, attitudes and beliefs. And we may need to reevaluate and assess these from time to time and maybe adopt a, an evolutionary or indeed a revolutionary approach to change if we want to survive and thrive, that is. And finally, finally rather, on a slightly cautionary note, I guess we can at times try to change too much too often. And there's enough natural change to be concerned with, I'm sure, and... Uh, as I hope is clear from this discussion, and some deliberate change that we might need to initiate ourselves as well to stay current and stay up to date is, uh, is, is advisable as well. However, how much we actually seek out this change is something that we really need to be careful with. So whilst change is inevitable, as I've said, uh, we may struggle if we remain in a constant uh, state of flux. We do need some stability to allow the benefits of the changes we bring about to, to flourish, I would say. And so, you know, just as, as the earth and our natural environment rely on a balance and a natural order, so too should we rely on the right balance between ch- change and stability. Not too much in either direction if we can possibly manage that utopian ideal, I wonder. So there, so how about you? Have you experienced any changes in, in the approach in your property investing journey? I'm all ears right now. So uh, why don't you drop me an email, podcast at thepropertyvoice.net. Or indeed, um, why not have a, a little bit of engagement on our Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com slash thepropertyvoice. be great to get a bit of a dialogue going about this particular topic, I think. Well, that's, uh, that's it for this week, then. Everything changes. But right now, what has not changed is that the show notes will be over at the website, thepropertyvoice.net. So uh, I can't promise for how long, though, because you never know. It might just change again. But thanks very much for listening again this week. And until next time on the Property Voice podcast, it's ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.